Hey guys, just a quick disclaimer before you listen to this episode. The stories that I have pulled from Reddit will have the original authors accredited at the end of the podcast, and I took them and took a narrative freedom with them and made them seem more like they were written in a book. However, no facts were changed or altered or anything along those lines. I just made it go from casual internet speak to a more artistic format for the enjoyment of the viewers. So just that little disclaimer, I really hope that you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the realm of eternal spook season. Here, we mix together a delightful blend of true crime, chilling paranormal events, and everything in between for your entertainment. So go ahead and slip into your favorite set of Victorian-era pajamas to sit dramatically by the fireplace and enjoy a cup of tea. Delve with me into a few moments where time is stuck between the warm colors of fall and the chilling nights of winter. Only at the Graveyard Garden Party. Episode 1, A Deep Dive on the Backwoods Creepy Subreddit Hello everyone and welcome, my name is Morgan and I will be your host. I'm actually extremely excited to be recording today because this whole project has actually been in the works for me for like the past three years-ish, which is crazy to think about. Um, I would really appreciate your grace and patience because I'm doing all of the music, editing, and recording by myself with little to no experience, so it is probably going to be a learning curve, but just the fact that you hit play today and are listening to this first episode means the absolute world to me, so thank you so much in advance. Today's episode is super fun. We are deep diving into the rabbit hole that is Reddit, and we are actually looking mainly at a subreddit that I found recently called r slash backwoods creepy. This subreddit is more dedicated to strange events that have happened in more rural areas. So most of these stories are coming from people that were alone or out in the middle of nowhere and experienced something that they could not explain or that scared the hell out of them. Now, obvious disclaimer, um, everything on the internet cannot be taken as truth. I would take a lot of these with a grain of salt or, you know, I've personally experienced things that I can't explain, so some of these very well could be true, but just understand that this is the internet and there is no credibility or reliable source for this information, and for all we know, these could be copy and pasted creepypastas. But that's not fun to think about. What's fun is reading them and getting creeped out and discussing it. So that is what we are going to do now. I was driving home from work around 11.30 at night on a dark rural road near the woods. Suddenly, 
I caught sight in my peripheral of a figure running alongside of my car at 35 miles per hour. That's right, running. I tried very hard not to look at it, but it was very thin and its skin was hanging loosely off of its skeletal body. I couldn't see what its head looked like because it was taller than my car. Luckily, it ducked quickly back into the trees before I turned onto the road to come home. But I was terrified to open my car door and get out. This happened right next to my house in rural southeast Texas. About six weeks ago, I turned the wrong way on my way home from my parents' house in rural central Virginia, near Washington Forest. I didn't realize that I had made a wrong turn until I hit a sign telling me that state maintenance of the road had ended. So I quickly looked for a safe place to turn around that was not somebody's driveway. And the road ended just like that, in a crude cul-de-sac of six driveways that stretched out and into the woods. It was an eerie sight, cloaked in pitch darkness. The cul-de-sac was quite small, so I had to do a several point turn to get facing the right way. When I was almost done, and my dash back up camera, I saw something. A hairy, humanoid figure stepped out from the trees at the edge of a driveway, about eight feet away from my car. It was about seven feet tall, and it was hunched over. It stopped in the middle of the driveway and stared at me, but it did it from the side, not turning its body to face me. I was immediately filled with a sense of deep dread that I couldn't explain. It lasted only until I couldn't see it anymore. In addition to my story, the Dogman has been reported near Richmond, Virginia, which is about a two hours drive from where my event occurred. When I was about five years old, I was playing by the edge of the woods behind my grandmother's house. I played there often, and my grandma just kept an eye on me from the kitchen or living room because the house had huge windows that faced the woods. She would come out every once in a while just to see what I was up to. I was obsessed with digging in the dirt and collecting unusual rocks and arrowheads that littered the land where my grandmother lived. I should mention, this is Midwest Illinois, not far from Cahokia Mounds, so finding arrowheads was actually not that uncommon. Anyway, that day, I remember picking out a spot to dig. I had been out there for quite a while because I remember I had a pretty decent sized hole going when something caught my eye up in the tree that I was next to. I almost don't know how to explain it but it looked almost like a heat wave coming off of the branch of the tree. It was fall. I remember this because I had my pink jacket on and remember thinking that my mom was going to be pissed because I had dirt around the bottom of the arms from digging. I also remember there being a lot of leaves on the ground. Anyway, I'm staring at this heat wave and realize that it has a human shape. So here I am, five years old and wondering why there is an invisible man in the tree. I remember feeling scared, 
but unsure of what to do. Then it started moving and making a faint, clicking sound. That's about the time that I decided that I was not supposed to be seeing this, and I hightailed it back to the house. My grandmother saw that I was pretty shaken, and I remember telling her that I had just seen an angel. In my five-year-old mind, I didn't know what else it could be. I had never heard of aliens or ghosts or monsters, so to me it had to be an angel because that's all my little mind could think of. Fast forward to when I am about 12 years old. By this time, the encounter was way out of my mind. I loved watching action and sci-fi movies. My dad rented a movie called Predator. I am watching it with him, and the first time you see the Predator, invisible and cloaked, I was startled. All the memories from that day, digging in the dirt, came flooding back. I even asked my dad if Predator was real, or if he knew of anyone or any animal that had cloaking ability that I didn't know about. He told me it was all fake. It wasn't like it is today where I could just Google it. I had no access to the internet. So again, I just put it out of my mind. Fast forward to about the year 2004. I am grown. I have three small children. I just went through a separation from my husband. I moved to the next town over to an apartment with my kids. These apartments are all one-level duplexes, with there being five buildings. I am at the very last apartment of the last building. The apartments are considered in town, but are on the outskirts. There is a deep ditch that runs behind the buildings with a chain-link fence that separates the backyard from the ditch. There are about six to seven trees on our side of the fence. If you follow the ditch a little bit, you hit a small forest that eventually leads to the country with a larger forest and farmland. I am a smoker, but would not smoke in the apartment because of the kids, so I often went out to the back porch. One night, I was up late doing laundry and stuff after the kids went to bed. I decided to take a smoke break before I myself went to sleep. I am back there on the porch, and I started hearing this faint, clicking sound. I immediately looked to the ditch, because I had seen a groundhog out there a few days before and thought perhaps he was out there again. The yard is faintly lit from the outside light of a playground that is to the right of my back porch. I didn't turn on my porch light. I didn't normally, if I was just going out for a quick smoke. I didn't see any groundhogger movement from the ditch, so I go back to smoking my cigarette. The faint clicking sounds keep happening, and a slight shift of movement makes me look up into the tree to the left of my porch. It's there. The same invisible thing I had seen when I was five. It is like a distortion in a humanoid shape. It is crouched down on the branch with an arm out, holding onto the trunk of the tree. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Is this happening, I thought? Has it come to kill me from seeing it all those years ago? All I could think about was my kids in the apartment sleeping. I ran in and slammed and locked the door. I ran to the kids' rooms and made sure that all windows were locked. Then I just turned out the lights in the living room and stared out of the blinds at the tree to see if I could catch another glimpse of it. I sat there for about ten good minutes and couldn't see anything. I began to think that I was just tired and my mind was playing tricks on me. Just as I was finally talking myself down, my neighbor's dog comes running across the yard and barking at the tree on the same branch that I had seen this predator thing. 
That pretty much freaked me out because this dog was not a barker. I actually have never heard him bark at anything, even at the groundhog that had been hanging out at the ditch. This barking went on for a few minutes, until I hear the neighbor lady who owns the dog call him back inside. The dog reluctantly turned to go back home, stopping every few feet to look back at the branch of the tree, until he was out of my sight. I didn't sleep that night, and have never seen anything like it again. I don't know what to think of it. I am a grown woman, I have kids, and a good career. I just want to know if anyone else has ever had an experience like this. I know what I saw. I lived on a big family farm. Before a dispute amongst distant cousins, I could ride my bike to the furthest point with a road and still encounter family. One end was my house and the other was my great-grandmother's house and between us was one big incline that led up and up and to the rest of the hundreds of acres. That was to the left. On the right side was a field with a dried creek, trees growing and dying along where they once had water. This was the bottom of the property, split by a small dirt road sandwiched by a main road. In the fall, I could see the main road past the field and through the trees. This was late spring, early summer. I went past my grandma's house to enjoy a cool ride in the overshaded path. The overgrown field, sometimes full of flowers on my right, made it all the better. As soon as I left the hot sun and the canopy blanketed me, the temperature changed drastically. I was expecting cool and shady, not bitter, and to see my breath. I had this horrible weight to my guts, and I was overwhelmed with fear. My fight or flight was screaming at me to get away from there and not to look right. My fear was overwhelming and I couldn't help but turn my head as I realized I could hear the dry grass crunching along with the crunching of gravel. The tall grass was bending in a way that was indicative to somebody running through it. The grass was between four and five feet high. The possibilities are endless for what it could be. As I swung my head back to make sure I wasn't going to crash as I increased speed, I realized there was a second trail in the grass. I nearly stomped on my brakes to observe, still panicking. I wondered if maybe I wasn't the prey in mind. As I came to a halt, an animal screamed. And I noticed the muzzle of a deer, or what looked like it in a glance, break the top of the grass. As a clear scuffle broke out, the grass moving appropriately, I sped off again, not wanting whatever predator to choose me for dessert. I hid at my great-grandma's in one of her outbuildings. Someone had to get me because I was so scared. They didn't understand and just gave me a hard time for taking their time. It took four years to ride my bike back through there, and I only did it the once more out of necessity. The overwhelming fear and dread I felt was gone as soon as I was past there out of the canopy, and in the next clearing in the sun. I couldn't hear any of the noises when I got past, even though I was only maybe another hundred yards down. It's hard for me not to think it's supernatural in some way, because less than 300 feet away from where the prey was taken is a cemetery for children. A very small plot. In fact, only four are buried there. I've also always been told my whole life that the animals I could have possibly seen are more seen after dusk. To see them just after 1pm is fairly odd. I don't have any reason to return. 
but I still shudder and shake at the idea of being alone on that small stretch of dirt road again. The dread I felt that day was suffocating. In order of story, the following Redditors were responsible for the selected submissions to Backwoods Creepy that were read today. Peyton underscore, Claradox, Tens underscore Sand underscore Shoes, and Dohi014. The Graveyard Garden Party podcast is written, composed, and produced by Morgan McCormick. If you are interested in supporting the show, you can find the Patreon on patreon.com slash graveyardgardenpod where I have created a variety of tiers beginning at just $1 per month. Each episode is listened to and proofed by my Shetland Sheepdog, Winnie. She isn't very good at using a computer, so please pardon any rookie mistakes. At this point in the show, I am creating and doing everything myself right down to all of the music that you hear in the background. If you can't afford to support us, which is completely understandable, please consider leaving us a 5-star review, as it is just as valuable as any other kind of support. If you leave a 5-star review on any of my episodes between July 4th and September 4th of 2023, I will personally thank you on our social media stories. I have all kinds of neat stuff coming up including some true crime, urban legends, and even some horror fiction that I've written myself just for the show. Thank you for attending, and I hope to see you next time.